Here comes the sun. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. Hello, Fortitude audience. Thank you so much for being with us again today. My name is Heather Kittleson, and I am the host of Fortitude, and my husband, Amos, who is the co-host. And today we have Desiree with us. Hi. Hi. Desiree, we're really excited to talk about this story with you, your story. It's been an honor to get to know you these past couple years, I would say. Um, I have a very fond memory of meeting you at a parade when little Sawyer was only a year old, which you have no reason to remember. We've talked about this because you were completely in the thick in, of it. In survival mode. You yeah. were. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then come full circle, probably what, four or five, four years later, I, um, my good friend, Rich McCorris, yeah. who is the pastor of King of Glory, asked if Amos and I would come speak at your church or speak at his church. And you happened to be there that day because you attend the church. And I was so, so grateful. Um, and in the interaction of talking with you, I learned that you have a, your husband, Amos, yep. which mine's Amos. So we share the Kinda same. Blows my mind. It is <laughs> pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it is very rare. And yeah, <laughs> very rare. Um, we have what four or five other Amoses that we know. There's a small, very intimate group of Amoses that I, <laughs> I know when I say it, like we're a special bunch. That's I really I mean. think we need to have a gathering, call all the Amoses into one room and see what if you the world can a handle group, that. A group of Amoses all together. Everybody needs an Amos. Um, <laughs> that's a thing. So when, when I saw you that day, I learned multiple lessons, which was really cool. When our little girls came up to you. Right. Yes. And I saw some other kids coming up to you and we shared a moment that we will speak of in a little bit. Okay. But um, I want to just, Desiree, tell us a little bit about who you are today and then we'll go to the, the day at the hospital. Um, well, I've come a long way. Um, I have Sawyer, my oldest, he's seven, and Enzo, who is almost two. Um, and my husband's name is Amos. Okay. And, uh, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Solid guy. Solid guy. Um, I, I stay at home and I take care of Sawyer. He has several different disabilities, um, between the two boys. Uh, they keep me very busy. And you recently, like within the week, just moved. Yes. And, and we also just moved to an acreage. Yep. Yep. 12. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We were just talking about how much work that is, but Yet so beautiful. We eventually wanted an acreage. Maybe it's still in the plans. We don't know. I think Germany is closer than an acreage. To wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, that just made your day. So keep learning German, honey. Okay. Keep learning. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> so Desiree, you Sawyer is seven. So seven years ago, you go to the hospital. Was it your actual due date? Yeah, I was overdue. Okay. Um, yeah, by like a week and four days and every yeah. ultrasound, everything leading up to it. It was so good. Okay. It was so perfect. Like the pregnancy, I was just like, man, people complain about being pregnant. Like, this is great. I don't feel bad at all. Oh. And everything came back wonderful and I had no problems. Okay. 
And that yeah. wasn't exactly how it went. Go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Went to the hospital, went into labor, um, wanted to do the whole natural childbirth situation and bless your heart. Yep. I was going for it. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty stubborn or determined, however you want to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kept working through it. And we got to a point, um, where we started losing Sawyer's heartbeat on the, like when I would have a contraction, um, and his heart rate would slow down significantly. And I didn't know what was going on. First, first child, you know, pretty, mm-hmm. um, unprepared in that sense. Didn't know what to expect. I'm like, this is normal. Like, yeah, you know, this just happens. And you're surrounded by doctors and nurses who know what they're doing. So you're just right. I'm like, if anything's going wrong, like they'll, they'll come in and figure it out and it'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Um, so a nurse comes in and she's like, okay, we're going to need to get you back in bed and make sure we get his heartbeat like back on. We're kind of losing it. Like nothing to be concerned about. And I was like, okay. And I get in bed and then I just start having contractions just like back to back, like on top of each other. And it just went from like kind of bad to like crazy, just like zero to a hundred of like pain and being confused. And then turning from one nurse in the room to four, five and the room just kept filling up and I didn't know what was going on. Nobody was telling me anything. And they just kept saying, we need to get his heartbeat on the monitor. And all the while I'm actively contracting. And so they had to give me an injections to try to slow down the contractions um, because they weren't get, able to get Sawyer's heartbeat. Um, so I had, he didn't have a heartbeat during those contractions? I 100% don't know. Okay. Um, I know it was significantly slowed. Okay. Um, and the, the lapse of time that went on from when I kind of started having all those contractions on top of each other until Sawyer was born, it's, it's fuzzy yeah. for me. Um, but yeah, I just, I saw the room filling up with nurses and a doctor and I knew that that wasn't really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't telling me like, mm. you know, don't, don't tell her anything. Yeah. So I was just like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. They and would then- tell me if something was wrong. And then they rush you into a C-section. Yeah. And they said, you know, we're going to have to take you back for an emergency C-section. And I was just so upset because that wasn't, that wasn't in my plan. Yep. You know, they tell you like, Hey, when you're pregnant, like you make sure you put a birth plan together and you have it, you know, mm-hmm. stand your ground. And I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is not part of the plan. Okay. Like, this is not what I want. Yeah. And they're like, I don't care. We need to get the baby out. Yeah. So they took me off and I was absolutely terrified. And I just remember crying, you know, they'd take me back and I'm talking to the anesthesiologist and I'm just looking at him and I'm just bawling my eyes out. I'm like, is everything going to be okay? And he's like, yep, we're just going to get you to go to sleep and, you know, we'll get the baby out and everything will be great. So they put you completely out. Yep. Yep. Okay. So you wake up and I am in the recovery room and the nurse comes up to me and I'm just so confused, like what happened? Where's my baby? Mm-hmm. Um, she just kind of looks at me. She's like, well, you have to stay in here for two hours. Um, just, you know, you need to recover. Yep. And your baby's in the NICU. It's, you know, he's in there. And I was like, okay, is he okay? Yeah. And she would not answer my question. And um, I kind of knew 
that since she wasn't answering my question, that there was something she wasn't sharing. Um, mm-hmm. Did you I feel? Just, did you feel it? Like as yeah, a mother, like the mother's heart. Mm-hmm. Like just just geez. definitely had a heavy feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he should be in here, or they should. If everything was fine, they would be like, oh yeah, he's beautiful. You know, that's how much he weighed, or you know, whatever it was. Um, but I was still like, he's okay, right? He's okay, right? He's okay, right? And kept she just yeah. wouldn't answer. So, so here comes the first person to give you the news. Well, nobody came in to give me the news. I had to wait. Um, okay. And then they wheeled me down in my bed because I was just like, let me see him. So they wheeled me down to the NICU in my bed. I couldn't walk or move. Um, and they said like, okay, he's in the NICU. Like you're going to see him in the bassinet. Um, he might be hooked up to some monitors. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he's fine. He should be fine. I had a perfect pregnancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they wheel me up and I just look in there and like, I see him. In- Sorry. No, you're fine. I see him in his little like bassinet and he's has a breathing tube and IVs and all these other machines hooked up to him. Um, I'm like, that's not my baby. Like, and I thought for a moment, I was like, I'm not awake yet. Like, I'm still dreaming. You know? Um, and I just looked at him and there was a bunch of nurses in there and the intensivist, which is the doctor of the NICU. She was in there and um, my dad and a couple other family members were there they got a phone call you know saying like hey this is you might want to be here um so they're also in the room and um the doctors looked at me and she said you know you're probably gonna have to plan a funeral um because you'll be he's he's probably not gonna make it you know that was her first that was the first thing i heard from the doctor not hey this is what happened um this is what went wrong like this is what we're working on with him um it was that and man, when she said that, I literally felt my heart shatter. Yeah. Just knew that that moment my life was going to be totally different. Mm-hmm. I was never going back to how it was before. Whatever that meant, like if he was going to live or not, like it was going to be a life changing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, you know, you have to plan a funeral and if he makes it, he's going to be a complete vegetable. Her words, her words, were they? a doctor said that. So um, PSA. Yeah. PSA would be more gentle, finessing, more compassionate. Yeah, more compassionate. You, would, you would think that because you're yeah. working with super fragile infants and families and moms. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. Could could be delivered a lot better. Wow. Yeah. So you have not had to plan a funeral. This Sawyer no. is a fabulous human being, like in a fighter. So he's something else. What did you go through the next how many days? Like when did you get to hold Sawyer? So I got to hold him. Okay. So first, since he was born, um, he went without oxygen for anywhere from the, you could tell me 15 to 30 minutes. Okay. There's no, I don't know exactly how long. So 
he had a brain injury from lack of oxygen and they put him on a cooling mat in an effort to slow the damage that's happening in his brain or stop it because you don't want more swelling. Okay. So they cool his body. Um, They put him on this little mat and wrapped his arms and legs and torso and everything in it. Um, And they keep his body at a certain temperature. And I think it was like 90 degrees. Okay. If I, I can't totally recall. That's cooling. Cooling. Yeah. 90. Yep. Oh, because I'm under 97. That makes yep. or 98.7. Okay. Yep. So that keeping it at 90 degrees, yep. his body that mm-hmm. slowed. So there'd be down. no more swelling, no more like continued damage in his brain. They wanted to just like, you know, when you have a yeah. sore or like you hurt your arm, you put an ice pack on it to like, you know, okay. cool down the swelling. Kind of same deal with him. Um, they had to do that for 72 hours after he was born. So I couldn't hold him until what, like that makes it like the fourth day. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had to just, I could only stand next to him and just hold his hand. Um, he was not coherent at all. Um, yeah. So that's really hard for a new mom. Right. Um, and you see your baby hurt or hurting and you can't do anything. You're just standing there. Um, not allowed to hold them. How much did Sawyer weigh when he was born? He was nine pounds. Yeah. Cause you said you were overdue. He was a solid baby. Okay. And everybody in the NICU was like, he is a giant baby. Yeah. We shouldn't see him in here. That's and that why was, was just like additional, like salt the wound. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be in here. Wow. So four days and mm-hmm. then you get, did they, they took the cooling mat off? Yep. They, then, they took the cooling mat off and then they do like a gradual warming process is what they call it. Um, so I couldn't hold him until he was totally like back to, you know, that 98.7 or yeah. whatever it is. Um, yeah. And so that was intense. He had a breathing tube. He was on a, a ventilator breathing for him. He was not awake. Um, so I would, they, the nurses grabbed him, you know, picked him up and had to be two, three people moving him. And I was sitting in the chair and kind of just drape him okay. over me so I could just kind of have him in my lap. Mm-hmm. All the things. What, um, when you talk about a, the brain injury, did they give you any, because if you were pushing and you didn't actually come out, mm-hmm. when did the brain injury happen? So How- what I can understand, I never got a specific answer from them. Um, They said they could speculate that he had the cord wrapped around his shoulders. um, And so he was in like, you know, birth canal and contractions a squeeze. And so during that squeeze, since the cord was around his shoulder, it would cut off the oxygen supply. Through the umbilical cord. Yep. Yep. And so he, he was kind of stuck and just the con the contractions on top of each other was just like, you know, pressure. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Yeah. So he's on a ventilator mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. Um, at the, on this fourth day. And then like, what, what are you, what are you going through with God at this time in Ooh, this moment? I was mad. Yeah. I was so mad. I was just devastated and just, yeah. Cause there's still, there's hope people are right. Are they giving you hope? And yet you're, yet they're telling you to plan his funeral and yet, like what an emotional roller coaster for you in those days. It was wild. It was a lot of everything all over. Like I'm grieving and just like trying to grasp the fact that this is my life. This is my baby. Like this is what's going on. And then also like I'm a pretty realistic person. And then there's people who are like, oh, just keep praying. Just keep praying. Like 
God's going to perform a miracle and, you know, we're going to keep praying. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) I hope so, you know, and like, you want to be hopeful of that because if you don't have hope, then Mm -hmm. things go downhill pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it was hard. A lot of opinions on like, Hey, this is what I think you should do. This is how you should act. This is. I've had that too. When, Mm -hmm. when my brother was suffering through leukemia Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember some someone saying, you need to tell him to do this. And you didn't tell him to do that. And the Lord wants to heal him. And here's this podcast and here's this resource. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dude, you think we're not trying this? Right. You know, you think, I appreciate the emphasis, but you're not, it's, I don't, in fact, and, uh, you're not in this situation. I told this to my brother and he said, yeah, easy for him to say as I'm watching poison get pumped into me. Right. You know, to right. fight this thing. And I just totally sympathize with that. Yeah. Besides that situation, like so it's the, hard. You're the mom. Mm-hmm. This is my baby. I appreciate all your advice, mm-hmm. and yet even the medical advice or what's been said so far has not been comforting or educating you or no. explaining anything to you. So it's like I can't imagine the confusion. But yet, you, as Sawyer's mom, said, "He's a fighter. I can. I know it. Mm-hmm. I know he's a fighter." So. No, I am not going to let go. I'm not. He's, this is my baby. And I'm, and you have words. What What were the words you said? I will keep fighting. As long as Sawyer keeps fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you said that to him. Mm-hmm. Like you would say that to him as your baby. I'll keep fighting. Yep. As long as you keep fighting Sawyer. Like, you just keep showing me that you, you know, that you want to be here and mm-hmm. progress is progress no matter how little yeah you know like i'm i'm with you man like i'll just just show me Uh you know like you can't say yes or no and it's just like i don't want to do something that against what 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 he wants or Mm -hmm. what's best you know right and so how many days were you in the hospital before you were released with sawyer or is it was there anything else that went on in the hospital like Um, in those days that you know we had had the doctors, we had multiple meetings with the doctors. You have a lot of meetings like that when you have a child like yeah. Sawyer in the NICU and um, like progress reports kind of thing. Um, and I remember when the doctor said like, you know, if we take him off the breathing tube, like the ventilator and he's breathing, then you need to be prepared to care for him as he is. It was kind of like, I could tell that he was implying like, look, you could let him go, like Mm -hmm. let him, let him pass away or you're stuck with whatever he is on the other side of this. Mm. So it's like, let him go or embrace this unknown that could be really, it's been really challenging, Yeah, but like just the unknown. And it was kind of like he was giving us an out Mm -hmm. is what it felt like. Mm. Which Which is is probably exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Like, this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. But and to be fair, that's probably really hard for a doctor to say. Yeah. How did you receive that? I I was not. <laughs> I know I got in so many little arguments with, like, the nurses and doctors up there. It mm-hmm. was just, it, I mean, you have so many emotions. And, mm-hmm. like, you just had a baby and, like, all the hormones with that. Plus the trauma of what just happened and trying to, like, come to grips with, like, what is even happening? What am I supposed to be doing? What's going on with him? Yeah. Um, in hindsight, do you look back and go, 
I wish he'd never said that. Or do you actually appreciate that they they had this conversation? With I, you? I I do appreciate that doctor. He was very real mm-hmm. and just kind of like I appreciate like I need somebody to be direct. Yeah. Um, but somewhat polite when they do it. Um, <laughs> but he did say, it, and to me, it came off like I'm a pretty determined person, like a challenge of just he's just like he made me feel like he didn't think I could do it. Oh. Um. Ooh. And I was like. Okay, well, I'll show you. You're like, just as much you know, of a fighter as Sawyer. So. Yeah, he <laughs> like, gets it from somebody, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know, so. So you get, and I'm, I'm looking at the, at, at the story. You mm-hmm. wrote a beautiful story. Thank and you. so I'm referencing this thinking, like, it talks about how you were fully prepared to experience, like, because you were in there for how, how many months? He was in there for three months. And so you're preparing to possibly take him home or possibly live these last few months with him. Yeah, it was. I didn't know how long he was going to make it. They take the tube out Mm -hmm. and he started breathing on his own. Yeah. So what? Like, I was like, all right, like he's doing it. You know, I'm like, maybe this means like he can breathe on his own. Like, what else can he do? Mm -hmm. Because with the brain injury, it's just like it's so wild. Like where your injury is and how severe it is, what that affects in your body. Yeah. And it's just like, Hey, maybe, you know what? He might be able to walk. He might be able to talk. Like, let's just see what, how this goes, where this goes. Like it, it gave me a little more hope, you know? So there's no diagnosis cause they can't do Like he's just a little guy. So they're, they haven't done an MRI or anything they yet. Did or did do they do an MRI. Yep. Okay. After they warmed him up, um, they did an MRI to see how extensive the brain damage was. And um, severe. Yes. Severe. Yeah. And it, it's like this long medical, <laughs> long medical term. It blows my mind how long these, these terms on, but ultimately it comes down with the lack of oxygen, restricting blood flow and it is affecting the brain. Mm-hmm. And they told you after the MRI that he would never walk, talk, cry, laugh, mm-hmm. have no memory, mm-hmm. wouldn't know who you were mm-hmm. as his mom, suffer seizures, uh, eat by mouth, hear or see. Yeah, everything. Okay, tell me what you're thinking in that moment. Oh, that oh. was, I just, it was devastating all over again. It was just like one blow after another. It just kept, you know, we just couldn't seem to get good news or like any sort of hope from medical professionals. It was just like all bad, just always all yeah. bad. Um, And yeah, I just couldn't believe that that's what, was happening that he wouldn't ever be able to do those things. And so after hearing the neurologist say, Hey, he's his, his brain injury is so severe. He is going to be like nothing. Like you're not, he's not going to know you. And that hurt me the most. I'm like, he's not going to know his mom. Like I, it's hard to grasp that. Uh Um, And so that kind of sent me into a spiral of just thinking about all the things he would never be able to do. And like, mourning that mm-hmm. um i try to explain to my family that i'm like i know that my child is still here i know that sawyer is still here but i'm mourning the loss of a typical child yeah yeah the walking the playing throwing a ball all yeah. the things that you envisioned as he's in your womb yeah i mean the, the like you just naturally start planning those things do. like oh i can't wait until he says mom or like gives me a hug or mm-hmm. laughs or smiles or any of those things. And so I just got really hooked on all the things he wouldn't be able to do. And that was kind of a yeah. vicious cycle. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. long did that last? Ooh. Um, We're talking months. Months. Yeah. 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 Really dark some days. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only are you having to go through and still today, I mean, Desiree, there's still, you and I sat and had a campfire together for hours and yeah. talked about all the things. And it's like, there's still so many things you're mourning yet still. Right. There, I mean, every year is every, different. Yep. Every chapter, every, now he's going to school and yet at school, you know, but then there's the beauty, beautiful things that come out of it. So mm-hmm. it's neat to see that even though it's super hard, like you'd really are finding beauty in so many of the little things that, you know, so your appreciation for life and little things is far beyond a lot of us. Right. Yeah. Um, So you go after everything, after like all that time in the hospital, you go home with Sawyer Mm -hmm. and as a parent, I'm like, man, you go home with a perfect little kid. <laughs> you're like, you're trusting me with this hard. kid? Like, I'm supposed to know what to do? <laughs> yeah. And yet you're going home with a little guy who has an eating tube, right? He had an eating tube. Yeah, uh, feeding tube. Yep. Feeding, yep. T- feeding tube. And like, there is really no instructions. None. I mean, I, I had to stay in the hospital for, I think it was like 24 hours or 48 and just prove that I knew how to administer medications and do his food and like make the, the recipe of his food and like the rates and his oxygen levels. And like, before they let you take him, you had to prove that you could take. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hard as a mom, like being micromanaged and like, Oh, does she really know how to take care of this child? And like checking, like getting their approval. Like, yes, she seems like a fit mother. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's, she's got all together because you had to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody else is going to do it. I mean, yeah, like, I want it. to take my baby home. So right. your determination to mm-hmm. like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Okay? I was just so motivated to get home. I'm like, just let me see. I know how to do everything. Like, yeah. just give me my child. Were you, were you I mean, what was the fear factor? Ooh, like, really high. It was yeah. just like, I'm like, he's going to stop breathing, you know, because he had like he had um, this called a strider. Um, so it just would sound like really, really loud breathing, almost like snoring. But he'd okay. be awake. Um, so it's like a floppy airway. Um, and sometimes it would just kind of kind of stick shut and then he would kind of cough or, you know, get it open again. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not a nurse. I have no medical background whatsoever. Like I'm a plant lady, not like right? healthcare. Like that is not my thing. Um, I stayed up for so many nights just watching him sleep, yeah. like just to make sure like he was still breathing and still awake and like. Yeah, it was terrifying. And to think like you swaddle this little baby, you have a baby in your arms and it was different because you really couldn't like swaddle, swaddle him because right. he had so he had tubes and different things. But like mm-hmm. we're scared to hurt the babies who aren't don't have the tubes and all the things, you know, and so right. it's like to have like, did you have help? Did you have people? Because I just think about that's all I needed and wanted when I first came home. Yeah. I was like, I just need people to tell me that I'm like, this is going to be okay. Cause mm-hmm. you're not sleeping. You're not, but yet yours was to a whole nother level. Yeah. So did you have people stepping in medical? No, care, any? no medical care. Um, yeah, that was a really dark time. Um, my family were kind of, don't have the best relationship. Um, and, I was going through a lot, um, emotionally, mentally, like super depressed. Um, and I know that I wasn't the easiest person to be around with all of that. Um, 
And so a lot of people, I think, shied away. Okay. Um, which I don't blame them. Hindsight, like it's hard to want to help somebody when, you know, they're obviously struggling, but also seeing on the other side, like, hey, like she's hurting a lot. Like, let's just like insert ourselves and like wrap our arms around her and, and this new baby. Do um, you wish? I wish. Aww. Yeah. I wish that that would have. You been, wish that people would have yeah. been yeah, yeah. More, just like more stubborn and like huh? show that they want to help or like learn to take care of Sawyer because mm-hmm. that was the other drawback is people are like, Oh, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to, you know, they were scared of him. And you know, I was scared too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to take care of him, but what do you wish they would have said specifically? Like, Hey, here, I'm going to stand by. You need my help. Hey, I'm here. Just text me more passive or more active. I would have, I think somebody where I was at with everything, like, Hey, I'm coming by your house on Tuesday. Like I'm bringing you food. Um, I'm going to let you shower and I'm going to sit with Sawyer and like, you can help show me what needs to be done with him. Like just the willingness to learn and maybe just be uncomfortable, like with this child that Mm -hmm. has a disability. Um, That goes a long way. And you think you would have been receptive of that? Yeah, I think so. And if you weren't, what would be your advice to someone? If you pushed back and said, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. What would, you, what would you be your advice to someone? Hmm. Even just like meals, mm. meals were good. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not so much like having to talk to somebody that I know is really hard for me too. Cause I said, I have any energy to give to anybody. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to have to have a conversation. I don't want to have to have anybody see me. I just mm-hmm. like just saying like, Hey, I'm going to just put food on your front door Yeah. or like, you know, just that would have been just food. Food helps, um, mm-hmm. like gift cards or like just texts mm-hmm. too, or La- messages like lasagna saying, like, instead of yeah. not so much Taco Bell. Yeah, more lasagna. Nothing against Taco Bell. Yeah, but <laughs> more lasagna. Okay. Though. Yeah, more lasagna. Yeah. So I, what I'm hearing you say, and I love this because for all of our listeners, please pay attention to this. Our society is so careful, overly cautious. Don't want to step on people's toes. um, Don't want to offend. uh, And I get that. I get that. But from a mother who went through something very traumatic, she is saying, I would have given anything to have even a stranger, Mm -hmm. somebody who has empathy and love and cares enough to knock on the door and say, I don't know what you got going on, Desiree, Mm -hmm. but I am here for you. Right. And- you probably would have hit your, you would have probably fallen and hit, hit the floor. And I would like, have. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank like you. Like just like thinking of that when you're saying that, like, man, what I would have done for just like somebody to come and just sit mm-hmm. in my house or with me and just like, let me cry. Like yeah. just be there in the hard stuff. Desiree, mm-hmm. I owe you an apology because <laughs> I could have been one of those people. Like, Thinking back to when I saw you at the parade. Yeah. And I could have so, for all that time, could have been that person for you. So I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you don't know what you don't no, know, right? You don't. But moving I, forward now, if you're able to cross paths with somebody else that's going through yeah. something, like even just a hug, even just like, man, what, how was your day today? Like, yeah. I'm here for it. Like, you can cry. You don't need to not cry. Like, I will embrace those tears. Like, just let it out. Yeah. You know, because I feel like so many people are 
quick to be like, Oh, don't cry. You know, we can fix it. Like, and I got that a lot. And so it was just like, I was never able to let it out and feel that and be sad. I had so many people just like, you should be happy, like be happy. He's still alive. Like he's not even supposed to live, but he's here. And it's just like, yeah, but like, look at all these things that he needs to stay alive and like take away from all that. Yeah. Like I can be, you know, sad and happy. And it's just like, yeah, just allowing those things to kind of all exist together. It doesn't have to be just happy or just sad. Yeah. So just saying, just being in the hands and feet of Jesus, you know, I can just picture Jesus with a casserole in his hands and say, here, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Have a nice day. Not Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) I can see him being like, just in the questions of what can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Your answer is, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. And so to really press in and ask God, like, God, what does Desiree need? He'll answer. Like yeah. he knows your, he knows all of our needs before we know our needs. Right. And so to, to not ask those very simple, meaningful yet questions, like just do something. Mm-hmm. Like you said, just show up, say hi, sit here. Just don't, like, I mean, don't ignore those prompts from the Lord yeah. that may not make sense. Right. But follow through on those. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a reason. Mm-hmm. So how many years did you spend with Desiree and Sawyer? Just the two of you. It was a solid year. Okay. Yeah. And then Amos. Yep. Where did and then, you? and then in comes Amos, my husband, not your husband, right. my husband. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you. That. And Sawyer's, you know, he was in the NICU for three months. Um, and then uh, I brought him home. So like what those other nine months, um, it was just Sawyer and I at the house, you know, I was just trying to figure out how to take care of this really fragile child. And he has a lot of chronic lung problems um, because he's not able to um, swallow or cough effectively. Um, so then that would create a lot of disease in his lungs and he would get sick often. So we were, they call it frequent flyers in the PICU. Um, So we were in and out of there practically every other month. Um, And he was always very critical because he was still, you know, a few month old baby. Um, So they would put him, put him on the ventilator. And then I'd have the end of life conversation almost every other month. And it just, it wears you down. Um, very depressing, very yeah. dark. Um, and I did that by myself. Um, spent all my time up there, just Sawyer and I. Are you working? And, the same um, time? I was, I was unable to work. Um, so I was just, uh, I, they had, after Sawyer was born, um, a gym of ours did a fundraiser. So I was using that money to, you know, pay my bills and be able to stay at home with Sawyer because I was hoping in that he would get better, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I got by and, um, on the financial, the financial, yep, financial piece. Yep. On the financial piece. At the gym is where you met Amos. Yep. Before yep. Mm-hmm. Sawyer. And so he knew Before you, Sawyer. right? Like, what didn't you and like, no, you I met him after I you had did. Sawyer. Yep. Okay. Yep. He had heard about us. That's at our what gym. it was. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cause 
that Jim um, put on a fundraiser for us because I was a member yep. there. And so he had heard about us. He's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard about Desiree and Sawyer. And, um, yeah, it was it was a total, total God thing um, after going through those several months of being in the PICU and doing that life by myself. Um, it, it gets very lonely. Yeah. Um, it's extremely lonely. Um, and I was like, you know, nobody's, nobody's ever want to sign up for a single mom with a child with like, who's super medically complex and has all these different disabilities. And I was like, I get it. You know, I'll yeah. just be single until I'm 50, 40, you know, 50, 60, you know, I was like, it's going to be and I just doing life and wrong. Yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I remember Sawyer was in the hospital and I was going home just to like, just take a break. And I sat in the driveway and I was just praying to God and I was just like, look, like, I know that this is not probably the lifestyle that a lot of guys would sign up for. And I am not like actively looking like my attention is on Sawyer and you, like whenever you feel like it's right for this man to enter our life, like I trust you. Um, and I fully trust like when that timing is, um, and I just remember I was just like crying. I was just like, I'm so lonely. I need help. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the days went by and, um, I was able, like Sawyer came out of the hospital after that stay and I went back to the gym and I had just saw Amos in passing and I was like, you know, Hey, you know, like I was just like blinders on, like, I am not going to trust my judgment, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to just let God like put this man in our life. And, um, we, I introduced myself and he introduced him himself and, um, that was pretty much it. You know, like I was just like, we both still kind of joke about it now. Like I had no interest, like when I first met you and, uh, you know, I, I, I added him on him on Facebook and, um, he, I think he had messaged me, um, not long after I added him and I was just struggling mentally with a lot of things, um, that I'm not a good mom and that I could do better and just really doubting my abilities with having a child like Sawyer. That was probably just Satan getting in my head. Yeah, You know, he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. And not even kidding you, like minutes after I'm like having this conversation and it was with one of my son's night nurses that I'm, I was sharing this, like, I'm just really struggling with this. My phone goes off. Like I got a message on Facebook and I look at it and it was Amos and he's like, I'm, I just have, He's like, I know this is super random, um, but I just have to tell you this is really on my heart that I just want to let you know that you're a really good mom. I And it's just like still gives me goosebumps because mm-hmm. I was like, that is totally God like working through him and just like, mm-hmm. like seriously, it just mm-hmm. makes me tear up and me it's too. just, it's so beautiful. <laughs> um, and that just kind of was like the start of like just conversating back and forth and just like learning who each other are like yeah. who we are and like, Hey, you want to like meet up and like go to church and like get lunch and you know, mm-hmm. and it just kind of escalated from there. And it was just like, when you know, you know, yeah. What an incredible person we've met Amos and he yeah. really just, he has a heart for you and those boys like no other. He does. It's amazing to, you know, you're right because what guy is really going to enter into knowing this is the life forever. Like, I love you, but guess what? We're a pair. Yeah. And this is what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you are constantly saying that to him. I like, was. I, I was like, you know hard. me, right? Like, you know that Sawyer and I are a package deal. Like, mm-hmm. he is 
he is my everything, you know? And, and Amos was like, I, yeah, I, I know. I I'm like, you're an amazing mom. Like, oh, and he, as he, he wanted to meet Sawyer and he met Sawyer and he just was like, yeah, can I hold him? I was like, what? Like, you want to hold him? Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many people that are just scared to even touch Sawyer's arm. And he was like, can I sit with him? Like, let's pick him up. And I'm like, let's go for okay. it. Wow. <laughs> yes. And so like, that was me. Like that really helped me to kind of like, lower my like guard, you know, with being like so protective and cautious that I'm like, okay, he's, he's in this for, for both of us. Jumped in. Yeah. Just jumped right in. Have you two ever talked about things that happened in his past that maybe that prepared him for your guys' relationship? Not specifically. Um, I know that he, he worked at um, like a children's home with um, more like behavioral kids, but he's just so patient Mm -hmm. and so calm. And just exactly what you needed. Yep. Exactly. That's like God knows. Yeah. God, you know, you're, you're He's, good. He, he pretty much knows everything. He, <laughs> right. Pretty just much the knows. creator of the universe. Like, so you guys get married and he moves in mm-hmm. and you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, I know that our time is, is it's coming up here. So, you have Enzo mm-hmm. and you enter that hospital pregnant and the trust you had to have yeah. and the mindset you had to go into that hospital to have. I've heard from so many moms that when that first pregnancy or when a pregnancy is really troublesome and mm-hmm. things just don't go how you had planned. It's like you walk in with that fear. Yeah. Um, but everything went perfect right with Enzo it went yeah it was wild he's great he's like what was he nine pounds three ounces he was yeah he was a hefty boy but yeah like medical birth trauma it's it's a real Mm -hmm. real thing like I had many breakdowns like I was just in tears with the nurses and like they were super understanding and were very like good at reassuring me like we get it we get it like we're here for you. Like nothing's going to happen. And I'm like, I don't believe you, (laughs) but okay. And you know, everything went really well with, with Enzo. And now I have a typical child and a child with a severe disability. And Enzo is so cute. Thank you. He is so cute. I'm kind of biased, but he's super cute. (laughs) (laughs) One, um, there's two more things that we need to cover. Uh, Thank you for sharing all of that. Cause Mm -hmm. that is, I've seen Sawyer. I've, Man, he's just a beautiful, bright boy. He's got, like, even though he's, like you said, he is deaf and blind. Legally blind. Legally blind. Yep. And is unable. I mean, we'll have have some pictures that you had sent, so people, but it's like Sawyer, he... He knows you. Mm-hmm. He knows your laughter. He mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing that I love about the whole thing is like he knows Desiree. Yeah. Yeah. He knows he's his got, mama. He, he's got moods, I remember what you're saying. Moods? Moods, yeah. 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 Yes. He's like happy or really mad. Like mm-hmm. yeah. He and you can see it all over his face when he's happy or mad. <laughs> and um yeah, he's a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. Which is just not it's not what the doctors had said. Yeah. Yeah. Years they said, before, you know, that he wouldn't know me or remember me. Right. And so that's a miracle all in itself, right? right. Like yeah. the Sawyer's soy, seven years old. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is a lot of work. You and I have talked about the day in, day out, 24-7. Um, one, one thing that I love is that in the state of Minnesota, 
they they will pay the mom right to mm-hmm. to be able to stay home twenty four seven with, and I think that is one of the most beautiful things when people complain about taxes and all that stuff. Like that helped me as a taxpayer go dang right. Yeah, I love that my friend Desiree gets to stay home with her beautiful little Sawyer. I'll pay whatever tax you need. <laughs> In order for that to continue, like yeah. that's so shout out to that. It's it's a huge blessing because if we didn't, if that wasn't an option, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. It's 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 so sad because you know yeah. moms know how to take care of their children the best, um, and that there's other families in that situation that are kind of forced to like just live off of social security or put their child in a group home. Like, yeah. and it's hard. You're like stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like whatever right. decision you make is just not ideal. Sawyer goes to LifeScape. He does. He goes to a um, specialty school. A specialty school. That's a huge blessing. Like I can't Yeah, I never like thought that I would see the day. And it's crazy. Yeah. So he's going to school. And um, one thing I want to touch base or touch on before we close out here is when we were at church that day, my three little girls were asking me questions. They were looking at Sawyer mm-hmm. and saying, what's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember one of my girls going up and as a mom, mm-hmm. I was like, do, is it okay mm-hmm. to point? Is it not point, but is it okay to ask those questions? Is it, is it okay to approach you as the mom, Desiree, for those that are curious? Right. Cause you don't, you said, I don't want moms to shush their children yes. and tell them not to talk and not to say anything, not to point them out. Not, you want kids to be curious. Right. Is that correct? Yes. Like, Okay. So his curiosity is just so pure and genuine. Like mm-hmm. they just want to know, like, yes, he is different. He's in a wheelchair and it's a lime green wheelchair. Like that draws attention in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kids are just, they're just curious. Um, yeah. It's, and I want my child to be recognized just like anybody else's child. Like what mom isn't proud to like talk about their child. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I will talk about him and like show him off and um, love answering little kids or kids questions, adults questions. Um because like if you shush your child, like they're not going to learn or ever have the opportunity to learn or be around anybody who's different than them, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not you're not helping your child by shushing them. Yeah. And the, this the the thing that a parent's scared of is a, a child saying something wrong, right? Something insult, perhaps insulting, right? What What do you say to that mom? I would say they're just kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I get kids. They're just they have no filter. Yeah. You know, and like I've had what's wrong with him. I'm like, well, he has a brain injury and I don't even think they're not trying to be mean. No, like, they're just trying to get their point across. Like, I just want this question answered. They really, they're you know? so matter of fact, like, mm-hmm. why is his mouth open? Yeah. I remember Evie asking mm-hmm. me that. Why is his mouth open? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Like, I love being able, when you see anybody with disabilities or in a wheelchair or any of that, mm-hmm. you really do shy away from asking what happened. Yeah. But it, there's a lot that's, even though I'm not in a wheelchair, I don't, I have my, you know, like we all have a story. So that's mm-hmm. a big reason why I love being able to ask those curious questions as right. long as they come with kindness and love. Exactly. Right? And like, and if you fumble over your words, like I get it, like it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable for a lot of people. They're like, I don't want to offend you or, or, or anything. And it's yeah. like, I would just rather somebody be like, look, I don't know how to ask this and I don't want to offend you, but like start with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, or just point out something. Oh, I really like his shoes. Like it doesn't have to be just about his disability. Like let's find some common ground. You know, it's like, oh, do you like dinosaurs? Like Sawyer really likes dinosaurs. Or like, what's your favorite color? His favorite color is this. Or like, 
you know, like what kind of book do you like? He likes that book. Like it gives an opportunity to like, you know, help the kids feel like they're not so different. Really likes dinosaurs. Yeah. You just like glanced over that, but I think that's huge. (laughs) Huge. Yeah. He likes different, you know, he has, he really likes shiny things. Like Mm -hmm. he can't see as well, you know, he's legally blind, but he, he enjoys shiny things. He enjoys sparkly things. He loves being outside. Like he loves being in water. He loves music. He loves his little brother. Like it's just, Mm. I could go on yeah. and, and it's amazing because he was never supposed to do, he was never supposed to be here yeah. and he's seven. Yeah. So what's your advice for parents? And then I want to talk about the GoFundMe parents quickly. What they're in the midst right now of some of the toughest, either decisions or a walk in life with their children of tragedy or just. Okay. Well, first of all, Continue to pray about it. Even if you're mad at God, I yelled and I cried and I screamed at God and that's okay. He can take it. He can. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just have it out and he's still going to be there. Like no matter what. Um, so that's a start. It's okay. Let all the anger out and the sadness and like, he can take it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stuff it. right? Right. Don't stuff. Right. All that you're feeling, it has to come out. Right. Anger in itself is not a sin. Jesus right. got Jesus got angry. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be angry. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, start there. And one of my my friend's mom, she told me, she's like, you just have to take it one minute, one hour, one day at a time. Yeah. And like that like was burned into my like thoughts yeah. because I would just get so like I would spin out of control with like oh, but when, you know, when we get them home, it's going to be this and this. And it just like kept going. And it was just like, look, like if I can make it through the next 10 minutes, like accomplishment. All right, let's make it through 30 minutes accomplishment. Like we got an hour down. Like that was where I was at with what was going on. And like, this is a crazy, like couple months. Well, a couple years sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Depending on the situation and what was going on. Yeah. That helped me out a lot. And maybe ask for help. If you can. Um, sometimes like the mental load, is just too much. You don't have the energy to ask. Okay. Um, maybe find one friend to just be like, oh, I'm really struggling and I need you to like reach out to people. Yeah. Um, you know, like have somebody do the reaching out, like find if you're just advocate. like, yeah, find like one person that you're able to confide in and be like, look, be my, be my voice for these other people and like be the filter or the buffer. So not everybody's yeah. coming to that parent or person that's dealing with all this stuff with their child. Because it's so much. Find the one. Yeah. Yeah. Find the one person that you trust with it all Mm -hmm. that you can. Okay. That's that's, that's like a project manager. So something that has recently come up um, that you and I talked about was Sawyer is in a wheelchair. That's like 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. And in order for Sawyer to live a life like a seven-year-old boy Mm -hmm. and for you and your family to be able to go on hikes, to walk yeah. in the grass, yeah. to walk on gravel, mm-hmm. to just not be in this huge, heavy wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, it would mean the world to your family if you had this specific kind of, it's not even a stroller, it's like a trike or a- It's sh- like an all-terrain stroller is kind of, yeah, yeah. But it's like a three-wheel stroller. That- can move through. Like, I think if we wouldn't have had our stroller and tried to try to push our babies through things with those terrible four wheeled like strollers. Cart wheels or something. Yeah. 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 Like that'd been awful. Mm-hmm. So the, we had a three wheel 
thing for the kids too. Mm -hmm. And it was fabulous uphill, downhill, all the things. And so in order for that to happen, this wheelchair is no small price tag because it has to come with all, all his equipment has to get hooked up and all the things. Right. And so a friend of a friend and game plan for hope with Trenton Bass, who Trenton was on our podcast. I think it's like episode two or three. He's on there. Um, His mom, Missy and I have decided that we would really love to help with this. And we know that there's a lot of people out there that will hear your story and will say, gosh, how can I help? Yeah. Well, this stroller would literally change your guys's lives. We'd get to be like a family unit. Like we get to do something together, all of us. Mm-hmm. instead of a part versus Enzo and Amos going mm-hmm. because you to the park because he can't go in no. his wheelchair. He can't go anywhere. That's not just straight pavement or asphalt. Well, we're changing that. Um, some friends that have kind of decided that it's just, we want this for you and your family. And so I know that there was a VBS group that has raised almost $2,000 yeah, and game plan for hope would like to give some, And, um, there's just a few other avenues. And so as friends, we are going to have a GoFund or you're putting together a GoFundMe page Mm -hmm. and it's going to be tied to this, tied to this podcast. And our prayer is that the funds will be raised. And I have no doubt that they will be like, I just know that you're going to have this trike and I can't wait. I just can't wait to see you guys walking around. Um, and so, we are shy of half the cost and we're, I think it's 8,000 or so total, which is, it's pricey, but I'm like, man, that's only $8,000 for someone's life to be dramatically changed. So it's going to happen. And I'm pumped that it's that I, that God is going to provide. He just, I know he will. And so if you're listening to this and you know of avenues or grants, funds, whatever, if you want to give, the GoFundMe, please click it and um, let's get this trike for Desiree's family and for Sawyer. I think that would be just beautiful. It would be. Yeah. Um, is there any any last things that uh, I, I'm just so grateful? I, I, well, I'm just happy to be here sharing about Sawyer. I could yeah. talk about him all day. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we will have um, pictures. If you have questions, is it okay to, uh, they can reach out to us mm-hmm. and I'll connect them with you. Or if you that. have a, mm-hmm. just a, or if they know, if anybody knows a family that's going through something similar, like I, I've always been super open to helping other moms or just being a sounding board or, yeah. you know, like I know it's hard and you, just having somebody who gets it is, it's really helpful. You're so approachable. So relatable. You're, Thank you. You've quickly become a, a a dear friend of mine, and I'm really grateful that you're in my life. Well, I'm grateful that you guys are in my life. Well, it's, it's forever. Wonderful. It's a, <laughs> it's a forever thing. <laughs> well, thank you for being here and, you and sharing me. your story. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks. Yes. Nice. Great. Aww.